It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. William Jackson is no longer a member of the Washington Commanders, but did the team get good value for the once highly sought-after cornerback? We're going to tell you why they did, and we'll recap a crazy NFL trade deadline. All of that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And of course, thank you for making us your first listener, your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster. Russell, both of us are credentialed members of the media covering your Commanders. Chris is doing it for the Team 980, where you can find he and Pete Methurst live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, or anytime on the Odyssey app. And me, I'm doing it for Commander Country, where I'm a writer for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Yes, indeed. We thank you for making us your first listen and first view of the day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders, David, is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick between two and five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on so david as you said during the intro william jackson the third no longer a member of the washington commanders that not a shock he's traded to the pittsburgh steelers for a reported exchange of 2025 that's right it's 2022 right now as we speak 2025 conditional draft picks in the sixth and the seventh rounds uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Basically, a ham sandwich would basically have more value at this point. The deal, uh, again, is not about what they get in return. The commanders are getting rid of a bad fit. Uh, they're very likely going to have to absorb a $9 million dead cap hit in 2023. Uh, the Steelers are going to basically pay the remainder of Jackson's base salary, the way I understand it, almost $3 million uh, for this year. But David, besides all that, clearly this is the worst free agent signing by far of the Ron Rivera regime. But why? Why didn't it work out in your eyes? Yeah, so let's, I, I think that's a good place to start. So obviously William Jackson leaving the team, uh, it wasn't. It didn't work, right? That's, that's the reason these things happen. And I think that's a good place to start to dive in. And I think the upfront... Right. The, like the very grassroots of it is it's not a scheme fit. And 
uh, you know, William Jackson, he's he's known as a physical cornerback, right? He, he likes to play uh, by the line of scrimmage. He likes to play physical brand of football. Well, in order to do that as a defensive back, you have to do it within a certain amount of yards. And we know what the rule is, right? But there's, you know, the NFL officials give you a little, a bit of leeway. But where that leeway is not going to exist, Chris, is 10, 12, 15 yards downfield. And that's where a lot of these penalties for William Jackson uh, have come in to bite the commanders in the butt is downfield passes where he's still playing that physical brand of football. I think bottom line is William Jackson is a defensive back who wins at the line of scrimmage. He wins by disrupting the wide receiver's release, which disrupts the timing of the route, which gets quarterback off, off rhythm, out of sync, out of time, or off time, allows the pass rush to get home, and that is how a guy like William Jackson wins. The way that the Washington Commanders asked William Jackson to play was to play deeper, basically catch the routes, run with the route later in the route, either in the stem or through the break, and play a brand of football that he is not accustomed to, which is why he got beat, which is why he gave up a lot of catches, which is why he also was out of position on a lot of plays, especially uh, that terrible, terrible touchdown where he's basically just standing in the middle of nowhere covering nothing while uh, his opponent is scoring a touchdown, and why you have so many penalties downfield because of the way that William Jackson plays football. Yeah, I, I mean, I largely agree with everything you just said. Obviously, a bad fit, but uh, Ron Rivera has actually already spoken about about the trade uh, to JP Finley of NBC Sports Washington and 106.7 The Fan. Uh, he gets an exclusive interview as part of a TV marketing deal uh, that the team has with the network. Um, so I, I thought it would be worth our time to get in initially and to read uh, the transcribed quote uh, from Nikki Javala, actually, of the Washington Post. He said. You know, JP asked him, how did you guys arrive at this decision to trade William Jackson the third? He said, quote, I think the biggest thing is more so than anything else is we looked at what we tried to do with William and it didn't work. Quite honestly, we didn't find the fit that we were hoping to find. We were looking yeah. for a guy that had a specific skill set that could understand the match coverages and play the match coverages the way we do with everybody else. And he struggled with it because he really is a man coverage type of guy. So along the lines, during our evaluation process, we were wrong. He also yeah. admitted, look, you know, it's the business of pro football. Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong. And when you get it wrong, you recognize it. He said, realize it and time to move on. He said some other things. And certainly yeah. he'll speak more to you guys uh, on Wednesday out in Ashburn at the team facility. But David, um, right there is the is the heart of this, right? W what you said, and you're absolutely right about the man press stuff uh, and all that. That's what William Jackson played. That's why it was a kind of a curious fit in some people's eyes from the beginning because Ron Rivera was a cover three uh, corner type coach in Carolina. Uh, Jack Del Rio had largely played a lot of zone coverages. I had heard back before they signed William Jackson and before they drafted Benjamin St. Juice that they wanted to play more man coverages. So I thought, oh, okay, they're trying to change their philosophy because of the pass rush and the talent yeah. that they have. They're trying to crank it up. They're trying to play a different style than maybe traditionally a lot of teams have, You know, which is, again, about two-thirds zone, somewhere in that range. Right. They're trying to play something different than what they've even largely coached, right? Yeah. Yep. And maybe they did, David, but it just didn't work out for whatever reason. One other thing that I'll add, when Ron says the, the match, 
you know, I've heard that term. I've talked to some people on the inside mm -hmm. uh, and they describe it to me. And I don't know if you've heard the same thing. So correct me if I'm wrong. Their match system basically looks like man coverage, mm -hmm. but it's a zone. And I think oh. that's what Ron is getting at. No, no, no. We were right. We were going to continue to play zone, but it was a match system yep. as opposed to a pure man system. Right. And when you're and when you're talking about coverages, right? And look, there's a school of thought for everything. So there for everything that we say, there's a coach out there that will say something different. So I want everybody to understand, like you're talking about just kind of nuances here, right? But for the most part, generally speaking, at some point everything becomes man coverage. Like that's just just the way that football works. Even in a zone, if a guy enters your zone and he's alone, you attach yourself to that guy now you're in man coverage right for the for the for the sake of argument um the difference between what you usually call a zone scheme and a man scheme is what happens at the snap in a zone scheme a zone scheme at the snap the dbs are eyes on the quarterback eyes in front of them watching what's coming through their zone and then you attach to what is in your zone and you cover that until it either leaves your zone or something more pressing based on your responsibilities enters your zone so that's kind of the difference in man coverage, what we call man coverage. You're locked in on a guy from the jump. You know what I mean? And, and some guys are better in one thing than another. So, yeah, even zone coverage eventually becomes man. And I think that's where Washington thought they saw they could win with a guy like William Jackson, not understanding just how much he was going to need to rely on winning early, which requires him to be physical at the line of scrimmage, which is where you get the difference between zone and man coverage. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's not an exact science. And, uh, you know, it opens the door to me a curiosity of what happens in the negotiating room, what happens in the meetings and the conversations, because I feel like, you know, there, there's a disconnect here where a player is expected to do one thing, has never really done that thing. William Jackson, the last time we really got to talk to him in the locker room, basically said that he was still trying to learn what they're asking him to do in this zone coverage scheme. So why didn't those issues or those questions potentially come up? And, you know, look, if, if the Washington commander sitting here saying, hey, Will, we want to give you this much money to do this. Do you think you pull that offer us? It's hard for him to say, no, I, no, coach, I don't think I can do that for you. Thanks for the offer. No, he's going to say, of course, I can do that. And that's what that's the mind uh, of an athlete. I think the bottom line, though, and, and I want to kind of leave it with this. And this is just my experience. And it's only this season. So, again, grain of salt, you know, type of thing. And Christian, correct me if I'm wrong. But William Jackson, very personable guy, always willing to talk to the media, very friendly. And even going through this, like he was frustrated. You know what I mean? But he, you could see he was doing his best not to let his frustrations out on the media. And that was that was there either after games, especially when he got benched or in the locker room after practices. Um, and an effort guy. Never saw him loafing. Never saw him taking a playoff in practice or in the game. You know, he may have been out of position. I got it right. But as, as far as effort is concerned, so I just want to make sure it's clear. Like, even though this didn't work and he's on his way out, I don't think this is a situation, at least from where I sit, where we're like just good riddance to a player. And I know the thumbnail on the episode says if you're on YouTube, it's meant to be humorous, not insulting. Um, so I just I just want to make that clear, right? This isn't a situation where, I, at least from my standpoint, we're like, you know, get out of here and never come back and we boo him when he comes back to FedEx. This is just a situation where a coaching staff and a player just did not match. I, I, I totally agree. Uh, I totally agree. I mean, it, it's disappointing. It's bitterly right. disappointing. And the worst part about this, not that it just, not only that it didn't work out, but the cornerback position is still arguably one of the weaker positions on the team, despite the amount of resources that they yeah. invested in it over the last couple of years. And on top of that, 
um, they still have get left holding the bag on a nine million dollar dead cap hit because basically the way the contract was it was a three year contract essentially, but it was spread out to five years uh, mm-hmm. in terms of avoidable years, right? And 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 at a three million dollar per year signing bonus uh, cap hit that all gets accelerated onto the 2023 cap. Yeah. So that's as simple yeah. as we can make it. Speaking of simple, David. Yeah, something that's going to work for you the way that you expect it to work once you bring it into your organization, uh, which your organization, this is your home, is your home security system. If you get it through Simply simply Safe. If you thought about securing your home with a home security system but have been putting it off, you're going to want to listen to what I have to tell you right now because Locked On Commanders listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off, half off their system. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. I love my Simply Safe system because it's mine. Literally, I designed it. Well, my wife and I designed it, and we designed it for the needs of our family and us. And anytime we want to add something, remove something, tweak something, move something, we can do it without a hassle. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for all the things I just listed. And that was the third year in a row that they earned that distinction. And with the top-rated Simply Safe app, you stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm it, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust your system settings. I'm sitting in a hotel in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana, after watching the Washington Mayors win their third straight win, and I can check in on my family, which is fun sometimes. It also just gives you a nice warm feeling when you're on the road. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at Simply Safe dot com slash locked on NFL today. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. Take advantage of it. That's simply safe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like simply safe. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks once again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first view and your first listen of the day. For your second listen and watch, check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter to uh, the most to the biggest stories in sports and certainly the NFL trade deadline, one of them. Go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. It's funny when you were saying uh, and you were stuck in Indianapolis, the first thing that went through my mind is the hilarious NCAA Final Four commercial with Charles Barkley. And I think it was Samuel L. Jackson, if everybody remembers that. And they said, in the Annapolis. And they wound up in in Annapolis, man. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was the first thing that went through my mind. I mean, that's pretty funny. It took it took a lot for me not to crack up. It was a it, it was a, a quietly funny moment yeah. in my mind. But anyway, I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. But that's the way. I my mean, look, we goes. got the power of YouTube, so we we exactly. can find out <laughs> exactly. All right, um, David, are are you disappointed 
that the commanders did not make an addition at the trade deadline. I am, uh, but it was expected for me. I think this is a largely conservative front office. And actually, I think they were really burnt by the William Jackson III signing, the Ryan Fitzpatrick signing, uh, and even last year with the Curtis Samuel signing, and maybe overall. I think they were, you know, 0 for 2 and a half, maybe half of something out of the big three that they signed in free agency last year. Now, a trade is different. A trade mm. is different. I, I, I get you. But, you know, you're talking about things have to go right, both injury-wise and production-wise, in right. order for something to work out. I mean, I'm I'm not really disappointed to be honest with you, and, and I think just because you look at what this team needs versus what was out there and available, you know, like I think we could all agree, like, could this team use an upgrade on the offensive line? Absolutely, you know what I mean. But was there a guy available via trade in in that market that was going to provide that? No, they're 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 well, at least not that we've heard of uh, being available, right? And then you look at the players who were traded, like Chase Claypool, huge fan of Chase Claypool, absolutely loved him coming out of Notre, coming out of Notre Dame. He's another guy I feel like with the Pittsburgh Steelers just wasn't a, a good fit for what they thought they were going to get out of him. I think to me, he's basically a, a small, fast tight end. And I think they thought he was going to be more of a field stretcher than he really is. Um, so we'll see how he does, you know, with the Chicago Bears. But I would love Chase Claypool to be on the commanders just because I want to cover him. Uh, but where does he fit? You know what I mean? You're going to make him your number four wide receiver. Like, I don't think you're going to spend a second round draft pick to trade for him to for him to be your fourth wide receiver behind uh, John Dotson once he's healthy. So, I mean, you might like a guy, you know, that was available as, but as far as expecting uh, the commanders to, to pull the trigger on getting that guy, I don't, I don't, I don't see anywhere where they essentially missed on an, on an opportunity. Um, but real quick, we didn't really get to this in segment one. So with the trade to William for William Jackson though, like, so you, you mentioned what they got, but do you, like what they got in return. Well, I mean, it's hard for me to sit here and go, well, a 2025 sixth or seventh round pick yeah. is, is something that I value, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I guess I do because it could turn out into something you never know. Cameron Curl was a seventh round pick, right? Nobody, James Smith Williams, yeah. a seventh round pick. I mean, if you can get me Cameron Curl or James Smith Williams, then hell, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like what they got, but David, like I said, it's 2022, 2023, 2024. <laughs> I mean, this is three drafts uh, away, yeah. and it's a sixth or a seventh round pick based on the conditions being met. This is not right. exactly like anything that's going to help. In all likelihood, quite honestly, it might not even help this coaching staff. Yeah, that's the, you know what? I, and I didn't know if you were going to go there, but that's very true. Like this coaching staff, this front office may not even get to, you know, spend that draft pick. And, and you know, this is all kind of riding on the wall. Here's here's why I like it, and, and this is why I said in the cold open. They did get good value because everybody in the league knew that if they didn't execute a trade, William Jackson was going to be a free agent. William Jackson was going to hit the waiver wire, and if nobody's willing to trade for him, is even a seventh-round draft pick, it's probably the price tag is the reason that they don't want to trade for him. So then he's going to become a free agent, which means he can go wherever he may choose. And if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, quite honestly, you're an attractive spot for him because not only do you run a defensive scheme that seems to fit him very well, you also play against the Cincinnati Bengals twice a year. Now, uh, Teresh pointed out something on Twitter that, you know, he actually doesn't necessarily have the most glowing reputation or uh, relationship with Pittsburgh's current uh, mm -hmm. coach there. So that actually well, Austin, yeah. a little bit of a problem. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's their problem now, not ours. But um, so that'll be interesting. But I think for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have to be happy because right now you're fourth in the waiver wire order. Are the Detroit Lions going to take pull the trigger on them? You don't know. Houston certainly is building for the future. Maybe they do it. Carolina, I don't think they do it. But Pittsburgh basically doesn't want to run the risk. So for Washington, they say, okay, well, 
we're going to get something out of this. Pittsburgh says, yeah, but let's kick that can down the road. I mean, William Jackson may not even be a stealer when this this comes to roost, right? But you do. You, I mean, what it does is it gives you a chance to recoup something of value for a, for a player that obviously didn't work. And, I mean, the way that these these teams like to wheel and deal, I mean, that sixth or seventh round draft pick could be packaged with other things in the future and eventually become maybe a fourth or even a third round draft pick yeah. and turn in something very valuable. So it gives you an opportunity. So you get potential where potential was lost. That's why I like this this trade. I wonder if Houston would have put in a claim on him, considering I think that, they I think they're the biggest threat to put in a claim ahead right. of Pittsburgh, honestly. And, I really and, do. And A, he went to college down there. Not that that's significant, but it's fact. B, yeah. I think they play more man press, right? Because Stinkley, who they drafted and, number three overall, was a man press corner, right? Yeah, and Lovey Smith has said, um, I just happened to do a little bit of writing about the Houston Texans. Lovey Smith has said, like they're one five and one. They are what they are. They are what the record says there, but they are actively looking to build a team to compete. They're not just sitting back and saying, okay, we're going to struggle for a couple of years and maybe we get lucky on some. No, they're actively looking to go out and do some things, which is right. interesting considering they didn't actually trade Brandon Cooks. All right. So interesting how that worked out. So at least they got something for him uh, elsewhere quickly. The Giants and Cowboys really didn't do anything. I mean, Jerry yeah. Jones was on the radio Tuesday morning promising like a caboose and uh, things. I don't even know what Jerry was talking Weird. about. I, yeah. I, I mean, sometimes I, I wonder what, what goes on through his mind. But, you know, uh, the Eagles, of course, last week added Robert Quinn, the pass rusher from yeah. Chicago. They did not add Alvin Kamara or anybody uh, really else. Other contenders around the NFC, uh, the 49ers traded away Jeff Wilson. Of course, they had acquired Christian McCaffrey, paid uh, pretty good dividends this past Sunday. Uh, Atlanta traded Calvin Ridley to Jacksonville, but he ain't even playing this week. Uh, and you yeah. mentioned the Chase Claypool this going year. to the Bears, the Bears at three and four, but they dumped Rose. Quan Smith, in addition to obviously Robert Quinn last week. So I don't know if the rest of the NFC outside of no. San Francisco, David, and the Eagles got any better. The team no, they that didn't. Washington is contending with, at least. Yeah. That's the point. The teams that Washington's contending with for playoff spots, they didn't do anything. Uh, to get any better than they already are. So I think that's good news for Washington. Well, one one thing that we should point out, the Vikings, I forgot about them. They swung a deal for TJ Hawkinson. From Detroit, guess who comes to FedEx Field this Sunday? Yeah. TJ Hawkinson, the Minnesota Vikings, and Kirk Cousins. I forgot uh, to mention that. Speaking of that, that uh, will be uh, a, a big game, of course, for the 4-4 four and four Washington Commanders against the 6-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. We don't know if Ron Rivera is going to coach the rest of the week and in this game because – uh, David, of something we're going to have to address uh, as we return here for our final segment on the Locked On Commanders podcast. A couple of sad notes from the world of the NFL. Uh, that is next right here on LOC. But first, guys, we're here to tell you about our friends at Prize Picks and PrizePicks.com. Here's what you do. You pick between two and five players, daily fantasy sports. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you're going to win. This Thursday night, why don't you do a Philly-Houston double play in both baseball and football? That's right. The Eagles are playing the Texans. We just talked about the Texans. And the Phillies are playing the Astros in the fall classic. Say you like Jalen Hurts more than the passing yards and Bryce Harper to have less than his prize picks projection in hits. That's all you have to do. Or pick the Houston double side or one of both. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. Download the prize picks app right now or go to prize picks.com to sign up and play first time users can receive a 100 
100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, Prize Picks gives you 100. You deposit 50, Prize Picks give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. And also, our friends at Bet Online want you to get in the game with them. That's right. Bet Online is your number one source for betting football and, of course, the start of the basketball season. And don't forget, again, said fall classic. Now, the Vikings are three and a half point favorites as of late Tuesday afternoon at FedEx against the Commanders on Sunday. Of course, that can change as it often does. Find out all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts. Hey, you may have heard of Kirk Cousins. He's returning home to FedEx and Landover, Maryland. The over-under for this Sunday is at 43 and a half. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live in-game betting parlays, and all the action is available to you. So head to the website right now. Use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, guys, wrapping up this episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to end this show on uh, a sad note as the team uh, announced on Tuesday, you know, obviously with the permission of head coach Ron Rivera, that his mother, Dolores, had passed away Monday evening. Of course, Ron Rivera was uh, in California last week, was not there for Wednesday's practice. Um, We spoke to Jack Del Rio instead, and and obviously for good reason, um, spending uh, two days. He said he spent two days with... His mother, so I can only assume Tuesday and Wednesday he was back there Thursday. So um, just sad news, Chris. I, I don't ever know what to say in these moments, to be quite honestly, because there's nothing like there's nothing uh, quite honestly. There's nothing David Harrison, Chris Russell are going to say right. to ease what Ron Rivera is going through. So we can only offer up our, our most sincere condolences, it, you know, no matter any, you know, coaching agreements, disagreements, management, anything like that. That all goes out the window. There's a business side to this. There's a human side to this. And you put all the business side stuff in check when when things like this happen yeah absolutely i mean our heart goes out to uh, ron and and his wife and uh his daughter and the entire rivera family uh, his dad uh you know i know he's very close to his parents he would always spend you know weeks during the summer uh there and after the football season he would always spend some time there so uh, you know, clearly everything that you just said is more than appropriate, David. Um, you know, just on behalf of the podcast and myself and, um, you know, I don't even know if I told you I reached out to Ron last Thursday morning, just, you know, wishing him uh, and his mom the very best. I was unaware of how um, of how serious it was, quite honestly, and that uh, I don't know if that was, you know, if he knew that was the last time he'd see her or not. Uh, these things take on, a, a, you know, um, often a, a crazy path. But uh, we're thinking about Jerron, and and like you said, David, uh, no trade, no free agent signing, uh, no decision, no usage of timeouts, no play call, no whatever means anything, anything uh, when it comes to family. So we're thinking about you, Ron, and and, and again, uh, your entire family. And and, and speaking of uh, another tragic death and. Uh, this one's a little uh, maybe harder to explain, uh, David. Mike Zimmer, the former now Vikings head coach who was just with them until uh, last year he was fired, um, and and uh, and Kevin O'Connell took over, uh, who also makes his return, by the way, to FedEx Field. He used to be the Washington offensive coordinator here. Uh, Mike Zimmer, um, who's out of football this year, he has now lost his son, Adam Zimmer, who was yeah. his former co-defensive coordinator in Minnesota, uh, linebackers coach for several years before that, 
Uh, he was serving as an offensive analyst for the Cincinnati Bengals uh, until his death at 38 years old on Monday. Uh, details are still unknown how it happened. Um, and and Mike lost his wife, um, yeah. you know, I want to say about eight or nine years ago, somewhere, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, David and now his son, who is, you know, my understanding, they were very close and, you know, obviously worked together day in, day out for a long time. Right. Again, I, I don't know how it happened, uh, but football coaching um, and, and David, you know this, um, you know, you served in the military and uh, I know you've lost people that are very, very close to you. Um, and it's, it's, it's a team. It's, it, it's a unit. You spend often more time with your coaching family than you do with your real family. Well, yeah. Mike Zimmer and Adam Zimmer were not only coaching family, but they were father and son. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I know it has no direct ties to the Washington organization. Um, you know, but I know Mike, I, you know, Jay Gruden would always tell me, how how great of a coach Mike Zimmer was, and and Adam, you know, obviously, I, you know, I don't know as much about him as I know about Mike. Whatever, the point being is to lose your son at thirty eight after losing your wife eight nine years ago is just awful, and, and it just makes it makes everything we do, everything we think about, everything we operate and live for, you yeah. know, even more precious and harder to kind of deal with. So, uh, condolences yeah. out to the Zimmer family, absolutely, and the Rivera family. And the Rivera family, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the only thing you'd hope is that the the good memories are are, are plentiful and and will outweigh and outlive uh, the the grieving. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, and on that note, unfortunately, a sad one. Uh, we're going to have to say goodbye. But we want to thank you again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and first view of the day. Come on back for the next episode. We'll have a crossover Thursday edition as we get you set for the Minnesota Vikings and the Washington Commanders. Meanwhile, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes. Local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today. It's available on YouTube and Odyssey and wherever you get your podcast. If you want to hop in, it's 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577 on the voicemail. That's going to do it for us today. Commanders fans, thanks again for joining us. We're free and available on all platforms, and we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, each and every day. For my partner, David Harrison, covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country on SI.com's Foundation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medher Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.